Hello and welcome back to Movius Ministries. This is your friend Josiah. I'm so glad that you guys are here today to listen to our Proverbs 4 study here on my podcast. I'm super excited to dive into this. You guys, um, I only have a little bit of notes on this. So um, one thing I want to say right now is that uh, I, I don't want you guys to be coming on here and being disappointed if you feel like you didn't get enough. If that is really kind of like where your heart is postured, I just, I think that you're trying to find, I think you're trying to like find God in me and find your answers in me rather than going to God directly. And that's something that uh, I really got that kind of revelation just kind of recently and have really been like, okay, yeah, I got to quit going to people for answers uh, based on their wisdom and just go to God. And basically what I, and I think that's like trying, like stop going to the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but go to the tree of life. And that's, that's going to be God. So, um, yeah, guys, um, you know, it's been a li- it's been a rough day, um, but I'm just, uh, I'm continuing to do Galatians 6, 9. I'm continuing to, uh, do good works in the midst of trials and, uh, keep going to the Lord and keep humbling myself and, um, you know, a lot of crying, a lot of pain, but I'm just, uh, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a Christian. And again, I'm, can, I, I, you might've have heard me say this on my other messages, uh, recently, but I've been able to find this security in like, I'm okay if I suffer for being a disciple of Jesus. There's been this security like this, like this contentment of like, I'm okay with that. It's super weird. It's something God's doing. It's something that I I can't, I I don't know what it is, but it really is amazing. It's something God's doing. So um, let's open in prayer and then we're going to dive into our Proverbs 4 study today, guys. God, I thank you that you look for people whose hearts are fully committed to you. I thank you that you're looking for people who are going to be childlike. Lord, we fear you right now. We revere your name. Help people's minds be on you in moments of prayer and not other people. God, we set our eyes on you. We say you're strong in our weakness. Help us in our weaknesses and lead us in paths of righteousness. Father, I pray this message you would give me wisdom to speak to people and that people would uh, seek you more than people for wisdom. God, that they would choose you. They would go to the tree of life and not the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And God, that we wouldn't feel like we have to tell everyone everything we know, but that we just have to do the, follow the impulses of the Holy Spirit in us and help us to know what those impulses are. I pray for those dealing with confusion and doubt and fear, God, that this would just grow them stronger in you. They would come to you with their heavy hearts and that they would take on your yoke and that, Lord, they would experience deeper intimacy with you. I thank you that you're so kind, God, and I I thank you for the trials and that you're always calling us to more glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 
So today's verse of the day on Movius Ministries is out of 2 Corinthians 6.10. And I read this verse this morning and I was just like, that is really interesting. Okay, so it says, this is 2 Corinthians 6.10. It says, we have much sadness, but we are always rejoicing. We are poor, but we are making many people rich in faith. We have nothing, but really, we have everything. Hmm. That's interesting. Let me, uh, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and let's see. It's right, it's right, right, uh, right before the book of Galatians. Um, the title of it is Staying at Our Post. That's at least what the message version calls it, so... Here we go, guys. What we're gonna do is, I only have one Hebrew word that I look like. I, 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 it looked like the Lord wanted me to break down in Proverbs four. So, um, what I'm gonna do is, I'm just gonna read Proverbs four, and then we're gonna, I'm gonna share some of my own personal thoughts on. Um, oh, I went too far. Um, I'm just gonna read the chapter. I'm gonna read the Hebrew word that I got, and then I'm gonna elaborate on one verse, and then you know, I'm just gonna. Kind of wing it here. So here we go. If I can find it. And I'm really excited to uh, get to Proverbs 6 because that's a really good one too, you guys. So here we go. The title of Proverbs 4 in the message version is Your Life is at Stake. Listen, friends, to some fatherly advice. Sit up and take notice so you'll know how to live. I'm giving you good counsel. Don't let it go in one ear and out the other. I think that can connect um, that part right there. Let me, I think it's Proverbs 25. Hang on. Sorry guys. Um, okay, so um, let me. I'll, I'll just restate. I try to find where this verse was. Okay, so it says right here, "I'm giving you good counsel. Don't let it go through one ear and out the other." There's a fur, there's a chapter in Proverbs that connects with that right there, where it says, "Why does God get the blame when people walk away from God?" And I think based on that is like, we can really like, and I've said this before, like you will walk away from the Lord if you um, decide to just not take in any more wisdom or not seek fresh insights or not be corrected on certain things. Cause you're just going to get to the point where it's like, what's going on? And God's been like, I've tried to teach you, but you just don't want to take it. You don't want to, you don't just want to like take it and say, okay, Lord, is this true or is this not? And, um, that's kind of what I got on that verse. That's verse two. So verse three, when I was a boy at my father's knee, the pride and joy of my mother, he would sit me down and drill me. Take this to heart. Do what I tell you. Live. 
sell everything and buy wisdom, forage and understanding. Forage for understanding. Don't forget one word. Don't deviate an inch. I think that right there is interesting because there's uh, scriptures, uh, I think in 1 John, that talks about God cares about the small details. Uh, Never walk away from wisdom. She guards your life. Right there, it just says she guards your life. We're going right back to that that, uh, lady wisdom thing that we've been talking about. It says, love her. She keeps her eye on you. Above all and before all, do this. Get wisdom. Solomon talks so much in Ecclesiastes where uh, wisdom is better than muscle. And we look at people that could look really good. They're in good shape. But do they have wisdom? And you know what? There's a, you know, there's... But later on, when you get in Proverbs, it, Solomon will say, like, this is better than this, and this is better than that, and that is better than this. And I don't know what the word better means in the Hebrew, but I want to look it up right now and just show you why wisdom is so important. It says to be good, well, glad, or pleasing. So it's like it's more pleasing to have wisdom than have be- than than have muscle. I just I just think like it's better to have that. It's better to have wisdom than muscle. It's just that that's what's going to help us in spiritual warfare. That's what's going to help us in uh, times of trouble. You know, not even just like spiritually, but like when you're in a worldly trial. You know, uh, in Hosea four six it says, "My people perish." for lack of knowledge they just don't want to grow they they don't want to be corrected on certain things to continue throw your arms around her believe me you won't regret it i can definitely relate with that you guys every time i've related with the wisdom i've learned over the years i have not regretted it this is something we can hang on for god's word never let go she'll make your life glorious she'll garland your life with grace She'll festune your days with beauty. You know, there's other um, verses that talk about in the other chapters that say, you know, wisdom will add years to your life. And then it says right up, says the same thing right here in verse 10. Dear friend, take my advice. It will add years to your life. I'm writing out clear directions to wisdom way. I'm drawing a map to righteous road. I don't want you ending up in blind alleys or wasting time making wrong turns. I just love that he's saying, I'm, I'm trying to show you which way to go. I don't want you to make the wrong turn. This is where we humble ourselves and we say, God, I don't have to figure it out. I have to, I, I have to trust you that I'm not going to be conformed to the ways of this world so that I can prove your will for my life. Hold tight to good advice. Don't relax your grip. Guard it well. You know, the, that word guard, we've gone through this on what that means in the Hebrew. So if you haven't done my other, you know, proverb studies, I challenge you to go listen to those. Um, it says, your life is at stake. Don't take wicked bypass. Don't so much as set foot on that road. Stay clear of it. Give it a wide berth. Make a detour and be on your way. And what he's saying is walk away from that wicked bypass be on your way to the ways of wisdom. 
Verse 16, evil people are restless unless they're making trouble. I think that right there, I went to go see that movie Stillwater last night uh, with uh, Matt Damon. And uh, it was alright, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. But there were some scenes where there's just these young kids and they're always wanting just to cause trouble. And Solomon talks so much about, you know, not like don't hang out with those people that are always trying to create riots and like... Uh, act prideful and say mean things to people. Solomon's like, stay away from those people. To continue, they can't get a good night's sleep unless they, right? Oh my gosh, look at this. Literally, they can't get a good night's sleep unless they've made life miserable for someone. Perversity is their food and drink. Violence is their drug of choice. There are people out there that just want to do bad in the eyes of God. And Solomon's saying, you just got to stay away from those people. And if you're feeling like, no, like, okay, here's the thing. You've got to learn how to guard your heart and walk away from those people and say, you know what? I used to be the same way and I chose to come to God. And they can do the same. And if you're doubting that, then honestly, I think you're struggling with self-righteousness in looking at, look at what I did. I walked away. I hope that makes sense. But um, verse 20, the next title uh, above verse 20 is learn it by heart. Dear friend, listen well to my word. Listen well to my words. Tune your ears to my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. Concentrate. Learn it by heart. Those who discover these words live, really live, body and soul. They're bursting with health. Keep vigilant. Watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk about both don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter, white lies, and gossip. You know, we know James 3 so much where it just, you know, James says the tongue is a rudder and how, you know, we are we are gossiping about people behind our back and we're used and we're praising God with the same lips. And at the beginning of this letter, James says, I'm not saying these things to shame you, but that you would walk away from this stuff. And John, if you read 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, especially it's really more in 1st John, um, at least in the message version, but John really says, I don't say these things to shame you guys, but I say these things so that you wouldn't sin. And people might say, oh, that's so legalistic. Like, no, it's not like Jesus didn't even wink at sin. He didn't even wink at it. And Ephesians, I think, 5 tells us to... No, well, does Ephesians have cha five chapters? Does it? Um, let me see. Um, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians. I went too far. Yeah, it does. Yeah, Ephesians 5 says to imitate Christ. So... Um, here we go. Where did I leave off? Um, I'll just restart. Verse 20. Dear friend, listen well to my words. Tune your ears to my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. Concentrate. Learn it by heart. Those who discover these words will live, really live, body and soul. They're, bur they're bursting with health. Keep vigilant watch over, keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk about don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter, white lies and gossip. We're almost done here. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Watch your step. I'm going to go over that real quick. I'm going to I'm going to go over that at the end here. Watch your step at the road. Watch your 
Uh, watch your step, and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither right nor left. Leave evil in the dust. I think that's interesting. Like, leave evil in the dust. Like, you have to make it foreign. You have to make it, like, almost like... You have to make it foreign to yourself. This is a, just another part of picking up our crosses. So, the one Greek word that I have... The one, sorry, Hebrew word that I have for you guys is the word grace. And it's back here... Uh, in verses 3 through 9, where it says, She'll garland your life with grace. And that Hebrew word for grace is the word Cain. And the definition is favor. So she goes, She'll garland your life with favor. She'll festoon your life with beauty. And what it's saying is talking about where she, she'll, it's talking about lady wisdom and how we've talked about that in other chapters. So um, I want to go back here where it says, um, um, keep your eyes this is verses 23 to 27 the message version doesn't say like verses 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 like it's lined up it just says 16 through 17 and then it shows those verses right there so um, this is 23 through 27 where it says keep your eyes straight ahead ignore all side so distractions I want to share about how fasting social media um, for about maybe a little over a year um, really changed my life, you guys. This is a huge distraction the enemy uses, and the enemy will put things, you know, we'll think to ourselves, and we'll go, oh, well, I need to do this, I need to do that, and I'm, I'm telling you, you guys, like, okay, so when I first started to, like, really get off social media, I was going to a program three days a week called Celebrate Recovery. And if you guys have not heard of it, please, you should really go check it out. It's an incredible program. And I go into our open share groups uh, after we get done with service. And I talked about how I've just been struggling with getting off social media, but continuing to go back on my app store and re-download the apps. And we get done and you know we, we all walk out. And my, a good friend of mine named uh, Dan uh, comes to me. I think it was Dave. Oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing. I, I should probably know. He comes to me and he goes, um, he told me about something that where the iPhone can take away your app store. And I thought, oh, hmm. And I did it. That night, he went into my settings and he went and this is when uh, iPhone started to come out with... Um, the screen time and how it has all the options in there and so he took away my app store and every tuesday i went to church he would uh he would put the app store back on my phone i'd be able to update my apps and then i would take it back off and it really helped you guys it was really amazing and i'm telling you it's just a big distraction and i think people that aren't living that aren't following christ it's like they're just big distractions in your life i'm sorry I, you know, you're like, well, Christ hung out with, like, yeah, you can hang out with them and mentor them, but you don't, you don't want to give them a foothold in your life. I might be totally wrong about that. You know, I, I, I want to say right now, cause I've said it in my other episodes, but I, I don't want you guys to think that everything I say on here is going to be right. I'm going to say things that are wrong. 
because let me just go to James 3 because he really elaborates on this about, you know, he's like, we're going to say things that are wrong and you just, you know, anyway, let me, let me go to James. I think it's, yeah, here it is. Here we go. Don't be in a rush to become a teacher, my friends. That's already speaking to me. <laughs> Teaching is highly responsible work. Teachers are held to the strictest standards, and none of us are perfectly qualified. We get it wrong nearly every time we open our mouths. If you could find someone whose speech was perfectly true, you'd have a perfect person in perfect control of life. And he goes on, he just talks about the tongue and how dangerous it can really be. And, and then he goes on and says what we do with the tongue. So he has a, I really like the balance that James has in chapter three when he talks about the tongue. But that right there, you guys, where he just says, um, we get it wrong nearly every time we open our mouths. And I gotta say, like, there's been some things that I've probably said on here that are probably totally wrong. And I think how to really know what a false teacher is, is if it's someone that's continuing to teach something that's false over and over and over again. And so many people think they're right and they don't want to seek fresh insights People look at other people and they go, that's so wrong. You've got to repent. You're a false teacher. It's like, what if you're wrong? And I'm not saying that for you to go into a, in, into a world of like being insecure, but I'm saying that in the context of you could seek new wisdom right here on something. What did we read in Proverbs 3 last week where it says, God turns a cold shoulder on proud skeptics. And I, 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 categorize that into a cat into a uh, group of people that are christians that are calling everyone you know a false teacher or a false prophet um you know that's a whole nother subject on how to know from a jesus said jesus said you'll know false prophets by their fruit so if they don't have the fruits of the spirit then i mean and they're they, they they have a prophetic gift then they're just they're a false prophet that's what i think that means i might be wrong um but where was I? Uh, oh, so like with people that with people that are proud skeptics, they're skeptical about everything and they're proud about it. This is where we just humble ourselves, you guys. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, that's pretty much all I got. Um, actually, I have one more thing. So let's go back to Proverbs. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what? I got to share my personal notes on this really quick. Totally forgot about that. Okay, so let's go back to Proverbs 4. 
I'm gonna get a little bit vulnerable right now, you guys. I'm gonna kind of share with you a little bit about my past. Verses three through nine, where it says, when I was a boy at my father's knee, the pride and joy of my mother, he would sit down and drill me. That right there uh, really spoke to me because my dad really did that growing up. He was incredibly hard on me about everything in life. And there were good things that came out of it and there were bad things that came out of it. The good things are that I know like what's right about life and he taught me so much and and I know what I can rest in, but the but the bad and there's other good things, but I'm just, you know, getting the big things out telling you the big things. The bad things are that I grew into being so hard on myself and just working and working and working for God and trying to just be this perfectionist my whole life. Um, so I just wanted to elaborate on that and how, you know, I can definitely relate with that and that there's good and there's bad that comes from it. Um, and I guess, you know, the one verse I keep hanging on to when I have, when I think about, you know, the pain that I went through is that the Lord's going to use for good what the enemy meant for bad. And, uh, yeah, so let me pull up my personal notes here on when I read uh, Proverbs 4 back on the 4th of uh, last month. Sixteen. Oh, a little bit back more. Here it is. Okay. Um, so I wrote down, I said, I need understanding. And I'm trying to see what verse I related with that. With that note. Um, where it just says right here. Verses uh, 3 through 9. It says. Above all and before all. Do this. Get wisdom. Write this at the top of your list. Uh, on, on top of. Uh, at the top of your list. Get understanding. I wrote down in my notes. I said I need understanding. And I wrote down, uh, and, and to continue my notes, I said, I told God this, and he said, I'm working this in you. And um, that really spoke to me in that moment, because I, I've told you guys how I've just dealt my whole life, or not even my whole life, but just like for a while now about dealing with the spirit of confusion and just being uneasy about everything and unsure about everything. And... Um, yeah, so I just, that was my own kind of personal note on Proverbs 4. The key verses that I wrote down that really hit me in this chapter is verses 3 through 9, where it just talks about uh, taking advice from my mother and father and uh, sell everything and buy wisdom. Um, yeah, this talks about, you know, don't walk away from wisdom, get understanding. Uh, she'll garland your life with grace, which is, you know, translates into favor in the uh, Hebrew. It says she'll festoon your days with beauty. So um, what I learned uh, in this chapter, uh, every, time I read a, every time I read a chapter, if I learn anything in the chapter, I write it down. And what I learned in this chapter when I read it back on the fourth is uh, don't let go of wisdom. Keep holding on to it. It's going to help you. Uh, it's going to help you. I think it's going to help you understand the mysteries of God as well. And the context of this chapter seems to be hold on to wisdom 
and stay steadfast on the Lord. So that is my personal notes, and I, I, I thought I might have had more, but uh, you guys, I don't want to be hard on myself in trying to just like give and give and give because I've had those thoughts where I'm like, I wish I could have done this better, but I'm like, God is sovereign, and whatever I say on this podcast, there's nothing that He's not going to use. And if you're disagreeing with that, I think you have a problem with performing for God. I'm serious because I've gone through that, you guys, and he has revealed that stuff to me about how I just, he doesn't want me to act that way. He wants me to be a child. He just wants me to be authentic with him, to grow in wisdom. So let's close in prayer here, you guys. Lord, I thank you so much for the trial. God, that we would just sit at your feet. We would just... God, I just feel something in me that just feels so weird. I just feel out of place. I pray for those that feel uncomfortable. God, please just help us and give us what we need. Father, I pray you would just use this message to just give people what they need, God that I would be faithful in what you want me to do and that you would just do the rest, God. I would just be able to find trust in my heart with, with, in all of that. God, that we would hold on to wisdom. We would not be conformed to the ways of this world by just everyone having their different opinions instead of resting on what the Word of God says about us and about life and about you, God. Lord, that we wouldn't have some religious performance, but that we would have authentic relationship with you, God. We would fear you in such an amazing way, God. All the fears that we're having about people, about relationships and everything, God, that we would just cry, God, we'd cry out to you. And I thank you that you're calling us out of our comfort zone so that we can just abide in you. Help us to continue to fight the good fight of faith and know that you're coming back for your bride. Lord, that we would just sit at your feet. We would wrap our arms around your ankles and just feel the beauty of the of the garment that you wear God today we embrace your sovereignty we ask that you would reveal the things in us that bring pain so that we can surrender that and find healing in our souls for it thank you for this time Father I pray that you'd please bless people with it in Jesus name 
Amen. All right, well, that is my Proverbs 4 study for you guys today. I'm grateful that you were here just to listen to that and just um, come and seek fresh insights. Uh, You know, please be praying for me. I have a lot of trials going on. I'm not going to tell you exactly what's going on. I just want to keep it between God and I. But just, you know, grow your discernment, you know, when you pray for me, please. And just that, um, you guys, you would just go to God with every fear you have, everything that's just running through your mind. You would just say, God, all my thoughts, all my speculations, everything that you would just go and surrender that to him. You would tell him how you feel. I just, there's nothing better in life. One day he's going to come back and you're either going to be with him or you're not. And the only way you're going to be able to do it is if you come to repentance and relationship with him and follow his will for your life. This Friday, I have another prophetic word coming to you. So please pray that I'll be able to continue to use my gift in that. And that, um, you guys, yeah, I've just been, I've been going through a lot lately. So please keep me in your prayers and Um, As I continue to, you know, I'm praying that, you know, people that are listening to my podcast just go, God, the people that are listening, I pray for you. And not that I have favoritism, but just that, um, just so that I can find more people to pray and and find more faith in my heart at that point. Not knowing who I'm praying for, but who am I praying to in those moments. That's what really, uh, you know, God really tends to just really test me. So thank you so much for listening to today's proverbs for a study on movius ministries this is your friend josiah god bless you